All right. Hey, Sarah, how are you? I'm doing really well, Christina. How are you? I'm doing awesome. How is it being back in LA? Uh, it's super hot, but it's nice to be back in my own little tiny nice bed that's cozy and comfortable. Oh, well, that's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Louie the pug is happy. Yeah, he is um, over on the bed snoring right now. He, oh my gosh, the last night I was in Bainbridge Island, he fell off of the bed because <laughs> he's used to, he's because he can't get up and down on a, on a big bed. So I have my mattress on the floor like I'm some college student. <laughs> <laughs> even though I'm like definitely out of college and uh but it's so his little legs can get up and down and the last night I was there I'm sleeping in a taller bed and all I hear is um I feel him moving and I sort of wake up you know how you kind of wake up and then I hear a squeaky toy like a <laughs> <laughs> and it's because he fell out of the bed so that was not so fun for us. Oh, poor Louie. <laughs> I think he just forgot where he was. <laughs> um, so anyway, he's snoring on my safely from distance from the floor bed right now. Yesterday, Clouseau, my French bulldog, um, had a play date. And he is very agile for a Frenchie. And um, I was leaning on the back of a sofa that came up like, probably to my waist Mm -hmm. he from like from sitting at my feet jumped up onto the back of the sofa (laughs) he's so athletic (laughs) and everyone was like (laughs) oh my god that is an athletic dog you've got there dang i know i know he's gotta can't be left out of anything (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh man well i feel like we should probably uh, you know welcome everyone and uh mention the show <laughs> right yeah okay yeah possibly <laughs> oh god well yeah thanks for tuning in to laughing with gingers guys <laughs> Woo! it's a funny news podcast with two feisty redheads who share crazy stories uh, to see who can make the other laugh louder. That is Sarah Alvin, my co-host of Laughing with Gingers. And that is Christina Curry, my partner in crime on Laughing with Gingers. So this week's topic is drunk laughing, um, which Christina and I know all about. Um, (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So our podcast idea was born, like the full-blown podcast idea was born out of a night of drunk laughing. So we were laughing so hard and we felt dizzy. We felt a little bit (laughs) nauseous. And then bam, our podcast baby was born a week later. (laughs) And to be clear, we were not drunk on alcohol. It was just from laughing. (laughs) It was totally from laughing. I leaned back too far in my chair at one point, almost fell out. That's right. I forgot (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like literally drunk shenanigans, but it was all drunk on laughing, <laughs> laughing wasted. <laughs> oh my God. We almost named laughing with gingers drunk laughing, didn't we? Yeah, we did. But I feel like it was taken or something. <laughs> or something we just liked there. laughing with gingers better. Yeah, I do. You know, laughing with gingers is just it's better. Let's be honest. Yeah, it's true. Okay, I have to tell you really quick. Oh, we're having interwebs connecting issues. So, okay, I was doing research on this episode, and I typed in doing good things while drunk. (laughs) And Google, Google was like, "Mm, did you actually mean doing bad things while drunk? Like, it literally was correcting me. I took a screenshot. I'm going to post it on Instagram. I'm like, no, Google, I didn't. (laughs) Dang it. That is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was really funny. Oh, God. We should just do a whole episode on, like, what Google thinks you're about to type. (laughs) Oh, we should do an episode about that. Okay, let's make a note of that. Um, 
All right, should I get into it? I have, uh, I was an overachiever and did three stories this week, and Sarah only did two. Yes, yes. And mine are relaxed fit, too. (laughs) Mine are, like, kind of lengthy, so it's going to balance out. Everything works out in the end, always. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so I have one that I didn't find while doing, like, while researching, doing good things while drunk, but... This is the kind of story I was really aiming to kick off this podcast with. It's called Drunk Man Sends Rescue Baby Birds to the Vet in an Uber. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, well, yeah, it's an animal shelter. This is in Ogden, Utah. And it says its latest baby bird rescue was delivered by an Uber driver after a man drinking responsibly decided he didn't want to risk driving the bird to shelter to the shelter himself. So basically, Tim Crowley was day drinking with his friends, as one does, on the neighbor's porch Saturday afternoon. And that's when he saw a little baby bird fall from the sky. I have a picture of said baby bird, so I'll have to post it. It's so cute. So Crowley and his friends took a picture of the baby bird and sent it to the Wildlife Rehabilitation Center of Northern Utah. A representative from the Rehabilitation Center texted back saying, oh, you need to bring that bird in so we can help it. It took two tries. The first Uber driver chickened out, finding the request was like way too weird for him. (laughs) But the second one, Christy Gunn, agreed. And so, you know, that's lovely. So the rescue bird should be ready to release at the end of the summer, um, which is good news. So she basically, um, they put the little bird in a box with leaves and handed the baby bird off to her, this Christy, this Uber driver. <laughs> so Gunn told KSTU, the only noise was the chirping. I guess he was happy when I turned off the air conditioning and rolled the windows down a little bit. I definitely think it was too cold for him. Oh. Um, the orphaned baby bird, a lesser goldfinch, was just less than two weeks old. Oh. I mean, I can't say it well enough. While we feel we've seen it all and can't be amazed by anything, there's always someone out there to prove us wrong, said the rehab center workers on Facebook. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a responsible, cute, drunk story. Oh, <laughs> oh man, and that's such a cute little baby bird. Oh, I love goldfinches. I know. I, like finches. I do too. They're so dang cute. Oh my gosh, they are. They I feel are. like they fit your personality really good. <laughs> they're like they're like super social, right? And they like boop, 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 bounce around and like <laughs> connect with everyone. I feel like you're like a little finch at heart. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> all right, what 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 story do you have for for me, for us, for all of us, our two listeners and me? <laughs> <laughs> one of them's my sister-in-law. She's like, I think our number one fan. Really? Yes. Shout out to Liz Curry. Oh Liz my god. <laughs> yeah. Oh my uh, god. She always listens, and it makes my heart so happy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Anyways, yes, your turn. That's awesome. Um, okay. So did you watch How I Met Your Mother? No. I don't okay. even think I've seen one episode. Okay. So there is one episode ah! <laughs> where <laughs> they play this game, Drunk or a Kid. Drunk or Kid? Like K-I-D? Yeah, like a child. Oh, my God. <laughs> I like this already. So I sat down and listed out uh, some drunk or kid for my life, and you get to guess. Oh my god! <laughs> this, is, ah, this is such a fun game. <laughs> I am so pumped. <laughs> it's oh. a little embarrassing, but I think you're gonna like it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Perfect. There are oh, stories on here. I don't know if if people even know. Actually, Ooh, um, exclusive scoop over here. 
You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So here's the first one. Okay. Tunneled under the mountain of pillows that my parents keep at the top of their bed and then burst out when my dad laid down to go to sleep. Oh my God. That has to be a kid. It's a kid, right? You. Drunk. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. How did, they must have so many freaking pillows that like they didn't know you were there. <laughs> I like thought it had to be a tiny little kid's body to go like, wait, wait, wait. Oh, I asked my mom to take a photo of their pillows on their bed and send it, and we can put it on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no. Wore two different shoes and two different pairs of socks and called it fashion. Uh, a kid? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh god you know what um, <laughs> I could kind of see you doing that now though <laughs> <laughs> oh god <Shit. laughs> it's fashion you guys come on get with it <laughs> tried to rescue tadpoles oh I feel like that's adult drunk <laughs> Isn't I was it? a kid. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> they were in a truck tire, like, that had filled up with water. And it, <laughs> so I was like, it's going to evaporate, and then they're going to die, air drown. <laughs> so, I, so I carefully fished them all out. And if you know anything about um, going – if you know anything about tadpoles, they're supposed to be in stagnant water. And – I was little, so I didn't know that, and I threw them into this fast-moving water, so I basically just killed a bunch of tadpoles. You definitely murdered them. <laughs> oh, poor baby Sarah. <laughs> I would have totally thought that was you, adult drunk. Yeah. I'm like, what, 0 and 3? <laughs> I'm not good at this game. <laughs> but the thing is, you can picture me doing them as a kid and as a as an adult. Like it's yeah. not far off. It's not far off. <laughs> um, jumped in mud that ended up being waist deep. Okay, I'm gonna go with kid you because that's a really big puddle of it. <laughs> <laughs> was kidding me. Right? Yes. Wait, I think that's my first right answer, right? And I did it based on logic. Stay in school, kids. Use your brain. <laughs> um. Okay. Ran into my own garage door with the car. Okay, again, I'm going to have to use my brain, and <laughs> um, you're an adult driving. I'm going to say that was adult drunk, Sarah. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was. I what was did a you kid. Say? I, I was a kid. <laughs> oh, my God, you were a kid? My logic has failed me. What were you doing driving a car, Sarah? <laughs> My dad was on the Oh, God, roof. this is not a time for internet. Did Wait, you have internet issues? Like, I, this is, like, not a good time for internet issues. Okay, tell me again. What, why were you driving a car? So my dad was on the roof, and we were fixing this, um, like, a 1974 MG, um, which was my first car. And... I knew how to drive because I lived in the country, grew up in the country. Oh. And so my dad was like, can you just back the car up? Because he had like stuff in his hands and he was like repairing something on the roof and he didn't want to drop his tools onto the car. But <laughs> he didn't want to go up and down the ladder, I guess. So um, 
the seat mechanism that kept it in place, um, it, like didn't always stay like it, cause it was a 1974 car and this was in the like nineties. Um, yeah. so I had the clutch in, I started the car and then I went to like shift gears and the <laughs> seat went whoop and the car jumped forward and stalled oh. out and broke our garage door. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god was your dad mad <laughs> here's the worst part <laughs> so my brother had art it was it, like had his permit or something um at the time and so my dad like had to take the wood paneled garage door down fix it and like did all this stuff and then two weeks later my brother backed down <laughs> of the garage <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god, your poor dad. My poor dad. We mad at me basically scaring the bejesus out of him when I jumped out of the blow mountain as he put his head down. Oh God. Uh, that is so oh god, he had to be so frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, drew dinos all over a menu. I don't say I'm drunk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was drunk. It was actually like in October or something. <laughs> <laughs> when we could like go out and get, have a menu in front of us. Yeah, exactly. And one of my friends and I love dinos. So we were like drawing dinos and like making them have like thought bubbles. Um, had a meltdown because I didn't want to eat a scallop. Um, God, I can't picture you having meltdowns now, but maybe drunk Sarah does, but also I'm going to go with kid Sarah. <laughs> yeah, you got Okay. It. <laughs> You've grown out of meltdowns. <laughs> <laughs> grown out of meltdowns. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> I, um, so my parents never really did that. You have to sit at the table until you finish your food thing with me because I just would never do it. Like I would sit there all night. Yeah. Um, it's redheads are stubborn. Oh yeah. <laughs> we, <laughs> we are a stubborn breed. Um, in our own way. Yeah. So I had soccer practice or a soccer game. And they, I was a vegetarian. Mm -hmm. uh, I will remind you. <laughs> I don't know. Our listeners obviously don't know my whole life story, yeah. but I was a vegetarian from like eight years old until I was 25. Um, so um, I didn't want to eat it. And also they were like freezer scallops. So it was like kind of a gross one anyway. It's like the fish stick without breading of scallops. So anyway, um, we never had them after this experience. So my mom was like, you have to eat one or you can't go to soccer. So I, <laughs> I was like, fine. And I put it in my mouth, tucked it in my cheek, played the game. And then after the game, went up to my mom and said, I didn't eat the scallop and stuck it out on my tongue. Oh my God. God, that is dedication. Ew, you had it in your mouth the whole time? My mom was like, wouldn't it have just been better to swallow it? <laughs> oh, gosh. Kids are like drunk adults. Oh. Oh, God. Uh, sample dog treats. Oh, that's. Drunk adult Sarah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ate butter. Uh, kids, Sarah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 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 Yes, I'm getting better. <laughs> Convinced someone to take rubber bands off a lobster, fully aware of what would happen afterward. <laughs> 
Drunk adult Sarah. Kid. Dang it! I saw such a good roll. <laughs> Who did he pinch? Who did the lobster pinch? My brother. Ah, yes. <laughs> Perfect. I wouldn't want any other answer but that one. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, pooped on a bath mat at the beach and left it, hoping it would just go away. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to say kid Sarah for the sake of sanity. <laughs> okay. Kid Sarah. Oh, oh, my God. Not that there's anything wrong with accidentally pooping or whatever when you're drunk. I'm, I've heard stories, but still. <laughs> we don't want to do that, guys. Don't get that drunk where you're pooping on things. I'm <laughs> leaving it. <laughs> it's not gonna just go away. Someone has to clean it up. <laughs> <laughs> Followed a group of people down the street because I wanted a piece of their pizza. Oh man, this could go either way. <laughs> uh, drunk Sarah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you doing that. <laughs> Pizza's good, man. <laughs> oh my god, I just laughed so hard I burped. <laughs> Are you drunk? On laughter. <laughs> but um bump. <laughs> oh, okay, that's all I've got. Then you okay. told me you were hanging out on Zoom by yourself and I needed to get my ass in gear. <laughs> no, it's perfect. That was a great amount. Oh man. Okay, <clears throat> I'm going to take you guys back to 1962. <laughs> Sorry, I just realized we weren't playing a game anymore, and it, <laughs> and it made me burst out into laughter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <laughs> okay, so this is um, in 1962, there was an outbreak of mass hysteria or mass psychogenic illness. So basically, a laughter epidemic. <laughs> what? Yeah. It's known as the Tanganyika laughter epidemic of 1962. Okay, let me just dive right in here. <clears throat> I have phlegm, you know, like when you laugh too much and <laughs> you start getting phlegm. Damn it. <laughs> All right, so... Uh -huh. Rumors have occurred in or near the village of Kashasha on the western coast of Lake Victoria in Tanganyika. I'm so butchering that, so I'm sorry for anyone that's like a Tanzanian. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically near the border of Uganda, which I can't pronounce Uganda. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why I said that with such attitude. Um, <laughs> she did like the whole finger waggles. I know. <laughs> I went after it. <laughs> okay, so the laughter epidemic began on January 30th, 1962 at a mission-run boarding school for girls in Kashasha. It started with three girls and spread throughout the school, affecting 95 of the 159 pupils ages 12 through 18. Symptoms lasted from a few hours to 16 days. The teaching staff were unaffected and reported that students were unable to concentrate on their lessons. The school closed on March 18th. The epidemic spread from Nashaba, a village. Oh, it spread to Nashaba, a village where several of the girls lived. In April and May, 217 mostly young villagers had laughing attacks. The Kashashas reopened May 21st and reclosed again at the end of June. Earlier that month, the laughing epidemic spread to Ramashane, I can't say that, Girls Middle School near Bukoba. I should have picked a story that's easier to read. <laughs> You're doing great. <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> okay, so the Kashasha School was sued for allowing the children and their parents to transmit it to the surrounding like villages around. And other schools, Kashasha itself and other villagers were affected at some degree. So it affected not just that school, but the surrounding areas and other schools in those areas. And they sued Eight. the school? Yeah, yeah. The school was sued by several different people for letting these girls, like, go home. Or students, I guess I should say. 
So 18 months after it started, the phenomenon died off. 18 months after this laughing epidemic, the phenomenon died off. The laughter reports were wildly accompanied by descriptions of fainting, flatulence, <laughs> respiratory <laughs> problems, rashes, crying, and screaming. In all, 14 schools were shut down and 1,000 people were affected. <clears throat> so according to the expert Robert Provine, Laughter is specifically a social structure, something that connects humans with one another in profound ways. According to his findings, people are 30% more likely... Oh, wait, hang on. I'm jumping into my other... <laughs> oh, dang it. <laughs> I totally just kept on reading. Um, all right, well, I'm done. And forget that I said that last part. We'll go back to Provine, who has done extensive laughing research, by the way, and this is a really interesting article. <laughs> I want to study laughter. Well, we kind of are. Ooh. Oh, you're right. Ooh, we should have Provine on as a guest. Oh, my gosh. Do you think, do you think that person's a redhead? <laughs> I don't know, but we're going to have to mail him a wig to wear. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Robert. I'll I'll look him up. If he's a redhead, I'm gonna flip my shit. Let's look him up on the break. Yeah. Oh, good idea. Should we take a break? Yeah. Let's take a okay. break. Okay. Perfect. All right. We'll be right back. All right. We are back on laughing with gingers. Thank you so much to everybody out there, especially Christina Curry's uh, sister-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. So I am the bearer of some bad news, you guys. Number one, Robert Provine Proven is not a redhead. And number two, he passed away in 2019. So, but it, all his pictures that we found, he's got a giant smile on his face and he's laughing really big and wide. So I think he went out in style. And he may have been a redhead before he turned gray. Yeah, he might have. Do redheads turn gray? Yeah. Okay. I, feel like I can tell you for sure. Ah! You do. <laughs> um, I had an aunt who was like forever a redhead. Maybe she just kept dying it. Even until, like, <laughs> I was just going to say, I hate to burst your bubble. <laughs> no. <laughs> I really thought we just went mossy. Oh, dang. That Did is you say so mossy? Yeah. You know, like, like our red is not as vibrant. It just gets mossy, like dull. Is, no, am I never, using that word wrong? I've never heard that used like that. Oh, but yeah, that's how I describe a, it. It's a really good descriptor. Yeah. You know how it starts to dull with age? Uh, no. Well, my aunt's was duller and my mom's is now growing. I think I get this from my mom because she's like, oh, Aunt Pat had red hair till the end. <laughs> and then my mom's hair is just going mossy. So I'm like, oh, awesome. I won't have gray hair. <laughs> oh, anywho. All right. You have another story for us, Sarah. Yes. So mine is another relaxed fit one. Um, so on Jimmy Kimmel, or wait, hold on. Shoot. I just looked this up and I swear it was Fallon. I don't remember which one is which. I confuse them. I don't know why their names have to be so similar. It's Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he told everyone to tweet their, um, their drunk stories and use the hashtag um, my drunk story. Uh. So I looked at and they, whoever like won or whatever the best ones were like potentially going to be on his show. So oh, I looked up. Nice. <laughs> I looked up some of the good ones. So okay, perfect. They're all short and sweet, um, and I only pulled three for this one. Okay, so um, after a long night of drinking, I woke up in bed and went to grab my phone, but it wasn't there. There was a piece of toast in its place. After looking around the house, I found it in the microwave covered in melted cheese. Oh my God, I'd be so mad at drunk Christina. Oh, oh I'd be so mad at her. That's the worst. <laughs> I was trapped in an elevator, used the emergency phone freaking out till the door 
um, opened and I was rescue, rescued. I couldn't figure out why the rescuers seemed so annoyed. Turns out I wasn't trapped in my drunken state. I just forgot to push a button. <laughs> <laughs> And the last one, my friend got so drunk last night, we went to the tattoo shop across the street and he got Brad tattooed in his armpit. So he has a Brad Pitt. Ah! <laughs> I like that pun. <laughs> I saw the picture and it's like in his armpit hair. It's not even. Oh. God, who said, okay, I'll tattoo you and do that? <laughs> A tattooist that likes puns. <laughs> you know we love our puns here on Laughing with Gingers. <laughs> I know, we're teasing the idea of doing a pun episode, maybe next week. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All I right, what have you got? Okay, hang on though. I like puns, but you really, really like puns. <laughs> or maybe me like them more, actually, because I'm starting to see them more, and I'm just like, ooh, I have to text this pun to Sarah. <laughs> I love puns. They are like one of, it's just like one of my very favorite things. I love puns like you love bathroom humor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is so fair. <laughs> yeah, that is real fair. Oh, I'll take that. <laughs> we're also toying with the idea of doing a bathroom humor episode. <laughs> yeah, so if anyone has good puns or bathroom humor, send them our way. Yeah, for sure. Um, if you want to tag us on Instagram, that would be amazing. And we will pull your puns. We love them. And we'll share them, too, with our mm -hmm. 56 current followers. <laughs> oh, we just jumped up. <laughs> We got like 10 this week. Oh my God. I'm pretty sure it was your amazing questions and your drunk um, escapades. I can't say that word. Escapades? Escapades. escapades. Am I saying that right? Escapades. Words are so hard sometimes. They really are. Um, we're at Laughing with Gingers, by the way, in case anyone yes. wants to send us stuff. Okay, so, all right, my, let me reread this article. <laughs> According to the expert Robert Provine, Provine, Provine I don't even know which I think is. I'm going to go with Provine. Provine, okay. That's what I was, like, going with because it's, it's like bovine, but with a P-R. That's how you spell it. Okay, and then I don't you know. You don't say bovine. <laughs> That's like French for bulls or cows or what cattle. Just kidding. It's not French for cattle. <laughs> Anywho. Okay. That's so how you would say it with like the bovine. The yeah. The I is, that's the French I. Like bovine. So, sorry. Funny aside, I have to tell you. Um, my, so my, obviously my husband's family speaks French. Mm -hmm. Um. And Obviously, I don't think podcasters that are listening right now know that. But yes, of true. course, he his family speaks French. <laughs> My husband, Philippe's family speaks French. <laughs> there, that's um, better. <laughs> so um, we were with the, I have twin nephews, and they were listing off the um, superheroes' names in French, like Batman and whatever. And so we get to Spider-Man and we're like, so what's Spider-Man's name? And it's just Speeder-Man. Ah! <laughs> he doesn't get anything. That's really funny. The Poor rest of them, it's like translated, but just yeah. Speeder-Man is Speeder-Man. So now we call him Speeder-Man. <laughs> Listen, I feel for Speeder-Man because in French and Spanish class, like in high school and stuff, you know, they translate your name to a better language um, or a different language. <laughs> Mine is always Christina. It, like, never changed. <sighs> yeah, mine was Sada. Like, it, ha it sounds like it has a D. That's um, so cool. 
and my initials are S-A-D-A. Oh my God, that's so cool. That's a lot of initials. I only have two. You have well, four. I, I have two first names. Did you know uh, I had two first names? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> what is your other first name? I don't know. What does it look like my other first name would be? It starts with an A. Allison? Nope. Close, April. though. April? Oh, Allie? Al, Al. <laughs> Anne. Oh, damn it. it with taken no E. Oh, with no E. So you're Sarah with no H and Anne with no E. Yes. And I was actually named Allison for the first four days of my life. So that Whoa. was a good guess. That's weird that I guessed that first, <laughs> right? If that was your first, your name for the four days. <laughs> whoa. Okay. Whoa. Anyways. Um, so pro, pro vine. And I forget what we landed on. <laughs> okay. Go back and forth. Like 50, Yeah. I'm just going to switch. No, it's interchangeably guys. Like tomato and tomato. <laughs> like that. So um, anyways, according to his findings, um, with his laughter research, um, people are 30% more likely to laugh in a social setting that warrants it than when alone with humor-inducing media. This means that you're more likely to laugh with friends while watching a comedy together than when you're watching the same show or movie by yourself. Okay, I'm going to pause here. I don't feel like that's true for me. I feel like I laugh really loud even by myself. Is that – what do you think, Sarah? So I remember as a kid actually having a conversation about this because there was like a quote at the time that was going around, you know, how like every once in a while there's a quote that everybody is like all into. Well, Live, laugh, love. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. So this was um, when I was a little girl or not like super little, but like, you know, self-aware little. So probably like middle school or early high school. Um, and it was like – you you know something's truly funny when you laugh alone, when you're alone. Mm. And so then I started thinking about it, and I was like, well, I didn't laugh at that movie when I, when I was alone, but I laughed when I was with other people, so it must not really be funny. So I, like, went through, you know, like, in that, ch uh. that adolescent, like, brain that starts going. Mm -hmm. um, so I did notice that. But while I was reading some of these, uh, some of these questions, when I was making my drunk or a kid thing, and the other the Jimmy Fallon um, stories that people tweeted at him, I laughed out loud at those. So <laughs> um, <laughs> I do think that there is like there probably is something to that for most people. Mm -hmm. But when you're a loud laugher, I think you're like, it's a once loud laugher, always loud laugher thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, for sure. I think like, you know, other than adolescent Sarah, because, you know, you're trying to figure all your shit out when you're an adolescent. <laughs> a lot of things happening. There are so many things <laughs> happening in that adolescent world. God, I would not ever want to go back to that. Oh my God. I appreciate all of the adults who dealt with adolescent Sarah. I apologized to my mom when I was like 20 saying, I am so sorry for Me putting too. you through everything I put you through. Me too. <laughs> She's like, you are fine. I'm like, you're remembering wrong. I know. That's what I said. <laughs> my dad's like, you were always just so smiley and laughy. And I'm like, you don't remember like all of the stuff. Yeah. You clearly blocked out the bad. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So according to Pope, Pope, Pope now he's Pope. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Go home. You're drunk. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm not even. That's what's like. Oh god. We are. We already had the comment that episode one. It sounds like we're hammered, and we're just not. Oh okay. really? Yeah. That's what our guest last week, episode five, Erin Brown, said that she started listening to our podcast and could like if she didn't know us any better, she would have thought we were drunk. <laughs> Really? I didn't notice that. Uh, maybe she just told me that. 
<laughs> oh god. Now I'm going to have to listen. <laughs> I don't know if she said it on the podcast now I'm questioning my validity of my memory. She mentioned it to me at some point. Okay. So there are many ways to laugh from giggles to go goof off, go fop. <laughs> I am struggle busting today. <laughs> How do you pronounce the word that's spelled? G U F F A U S. G U F F A U S. Yes. Gafos. I don't know that word. Oh my god, I am like crying right now. Okay. Chuckles and red. Oh, I can't even get out this this <laughs> article. Okay. It turns out that we humans laugh for many reasons. Some of them <laughs> odd. And it's more than just the latest David Sedaris book or episode of Saturday Night Live that has us doubled over. 90% of our laughter has nothing to do with someone telling a joke. Isn't that crazy? I kind of believe that. So I'm going to list out the different types of laughter. <clears throat> And uh, there's 10 of them that I'm listing out. So there's etiquette laughter, contagious laughter, nervous laughter, belly laughter, silent laughter, stress-relieving laughter, pigeon laughter. What? Pigeon, like the bird. Like when pigeons start laughing really hard? But we're going to have to just, here's just down to wait. And when I dive into number seven, we'll find out what pigeon laughter means. Can we, um, can we please have everyone make pigeon laughing memes? <laughs> ah! <laughs> oh no, I want to see that so bad now. I want to see that. Oh God. And then there's snorting laughter. There's canned laughter. Oh my God, I'm throwing my pen around. And then there's cool laughter, which <clears throat> not so nice. Okay. <laughs> like. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Was that your cruel laughter? That's, <laughs> That's the what? best cruel laughter you could do, Sarah. <laughs> the other one I was going to do is he, 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 ho, 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 from The Little Mermaid. <laughs> Isn't that from a song? Yeah. Le poisson, le poisson, he, 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 ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Whoa, we have to sing at least once on this on the, the podcast. It feels like <laughs> episode. Why am I constantly singing? I'm all about it. I'm doing it too. And I am like the worst singer ever, but I whatever. Singer singing. It's like laughter. It just brings joy to my heart. <laughs> okay, so let's jump in. Number 10. Etiquette laughter. At the end of a long day, you find yourself in the elevator with your boss. Instead of talking up your latest accomplishments, though, you find yourself laughing at everything he or she says. I have a problem with this because all it says is he, but I added the she. Though you may think you sound like a fool, you probably just did fine. People rely on laughter to get along with others. So whether we're out with our bosses or friends, we tend to laugh at things that just aren't funny. <laughs> in a study of laughter episodes, Provine found that people tend to laugh at perfectly bland statements like, can I join you or see you later? Laughter could have developed in <laughs> <laughs> laughter could have developed in our ancestors before full speech. So the sound is merely a way to communicate and show agreement. And if you're trying to ascend the corporate ladder, you're not the only one laughing at the boss. We tend to laugh with anyone who can help us out which is why a group of undergraduate students may, there's that word again, guffaw at a professor's bad joke, while a job applicant's attempt at humor may fall flat with those who are ready, are readily gainfully employed. So definitely I've done that courtesy laughter. Oh yeah. Laughter. Okay. Oh my God, I need to burp. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? We are too much air. <laughs> It was like one of those like burps and like from deep within, <laughs> like a okay. machine gun burp. No, like a like a you know a big bubble from deep within, like a sunken <laughs> hole in an ocean, like. I <laughs> like you felt it all the way up. Anyways, number nine, contagious laughter. I think this one is definitely relatable, Sarah. 
Imagine you're out for dinner with a group of friends. Someone tells a joke and gets one person laughing, which gets a second person laughing, and so on. Is catching laughter like catching a cold? It's very likely. Provine, the laughter researcher, found in one experiment that nearly half his 128 undergraduate students giggled on first response to a stimulated laugh. And they did this despite knowing the source to be an artificial laugh stimulator. So according to Provine, contagious laughter raises the possibility that humans have laugh detectors. In other words, people are made to respond with laughter on hearing laughter itself, much like the mystery of spreading a yawn. So that's why there's all the laugh tracks and... Oh, like on sitcoms in the 80s. Yeah. yeah, even though we all know they're fake, there's still like a laughing detector in us that just wants to inherently laugh. That's Isn't so- that nice? I think I do that. Like, I think I just laugh when others laugh. So occasionally I will get the really bad, like, hysterical laughs with my mom or with Katie, um, who used to be my business partner for Photos from the Hardy. Um, I don't know if you've met her, but she's also awesome. So um, (laughs) where we will, like, start laughing so hard that we cannot stop. Yeah, yeah. And one of us gets the other one going, and it's so bad, but... (laughs) That's like a smaller version of the Africa laughter pandemic thing that happened. (laughs) Okay, so number eight, nervous laughter. There are times when we need to project dignity and control, like during presentations to the CEO or a funeral. Unfortunately, these are the times when uncomfortable nervous laughter is likely to strike. (laughs) During times of anxiety, we often laugh in a subconscious attempt to reduce stress and calm down. However, nervous laughter usually just heightens the awkwardness of the situation. <laughs> nervous, nervous laughter is often considered fake laughter to the point that in 1909 article from New York Times advised women to stop this kind of laughter immediately. The article, which recommended spanking young girls who were developing such a bad habit, told <laughs> women that once they broke themselves of nervous laughter, they would wonder how people even stood their company before. Oh, my God. I know. Ugh. I'm so glad we're not in that era of that thing. I don't know. Wow. Yeah. Have you ever laughed at inappropriate times, Sarah? Oh, my God. All the time. <laughs> All the time. Uh, it is – I am just – I also have a really good ability to laugh at myself when I do awkward or inappropriate things. (laughs) I do too. I do too. So, yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Maybe laughing at inappropriate times should be an episode. Yeah. Oh, God. I think we have one named inappropriate laughter, so maybe we should make that a thing. Yeah. Also, if anyone out there has laughed at inappropriate times, I'd love uh, to read the story on air on that episode. Yeah. I know we've all done it. You've done it, guys. Tell us what it is. I'm writing it down. <laughs> okay, perfect. Yeah, tag us or DM, slip into our DMs. <laughs> I want to hear about it because those stories are the best. Okay, number seven, belly laughter. Belly laughter is considered the most honest type of laughter. It may also be the hardest type to experience because we have to find something truly hilarious before we'll go with that kind of laughter that has us clutching our bellies and gasping for air. I'm going to add crying, hiccuping, burping, burping, falling (laughs) off your chair, like all that. (laughs) Feeling a little nauseous because you ate too much chili before podcast number one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just saying that. don't eat right before you record laughing with ginger's podcast because you <laughs> will feel like you're gonna throw up okay of course that's not the only description for true belly laughter as you might guess we all laugh differently in a study conducted by vanderbilt university researchers found that men are more likely to grunt or snort at something they find funny while women let loose with giggles and chuckles <laughs> It's good to take note of which tickles your funny bone, however, because it just might save your life. In 1979 book, Anatomy of, Ill- of an Illness, Norman Cousins writes of how he, used, how he used laughter to fight an illness that doctors told him was near incurable. Cousins wrote, 10 minutes of genuine belly laughter had an 
anesthetic effect and would give me at least two hours of pain-free sleep. Cousins turned to Marx Brothers and Candid Camera in order to experience his full recovery. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that incredible? So I think I said this on the podcast, but I may have just said it on one of our days that we were laughing really hard before we made the podcast Um, (laughs) so that we could laugh and have an excuse. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, there's a study somewhere that having like a, a belly laugh once a week extends your life. Hey, cousins would agree with you. It like saved his life. Yeah. I mean, it also seems like, you know how they say if you're having a heart attack, you can cough and like, you know, like restart your heart. Did you not know that? No, but I do know my laugh has been known to restart pacemakers. (laughs) Just kidding. That is not true. But I had a boss that wrote, like, he did an intro for me at a presentation, and he's like, and now we'll go to Christina, the marketing director, blah, blah, blah. She has been known to make, with her laughter, she's been known to make babies cry, restart pacemakers, and I forget the third one. And, oh, and, like, cause dogs to bark or something like that. (laughs) Two of the three were real. (laughs) Not restarting pacemakers. People came up to me even like months after and they were like, uh, is that, did you really restart a pacemaker? And I'm like, no. So shout out to Bill Duffy, who was probably never going to watch this po- or listen to this podcast. But yeah, he, he even recorded my laugh and added it at the tail end of a presentation as in like Roseanne. Did I tell this story? I feel like I've told this story. And at the end of the presentation, it's like me. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. You know what's going to be really funny if we go back and listen to the podcast and we told each other that story backed with the other story, <laughs> like in response to one another. Oh, God. I know. I feel like I've said this before, but whatever. Because <laughs> I said the same thing. Oh, God. I know. We probably are reiterating ourselves. Okay, number six, silent laughter. Which, honestly, silent, if I'm trying to do a silent laughter, that leads into, like, the, like, contagious laughter, and then that leads into belly laughing. So, <laughs> anyway, those of us who work in cubicles may think that silent laughter is a skill we've, per- we've perfected so that we can look funny, um, at, so we can look at funny websites and videos at work. Mindfully practicing silent laughter, though, can have real benefits because it involves the same type of deep breathing that comes with belly laughter. Mm. One woman who works as a clown in a children's hospital explained to Canadian Living that teaching sick kids the art of silent laughing enabled them to go back to sleep after waking up from a bad dream. The children got the calming benefits of the rhythmic exhalations without waking up any roommates. This type of laughter is also practiced in laughter yoga and laughter therapy, where it is often called Joker's laughter. To try it on your own, freeze your face into a smile like the Joker of Batman, then let your belly do the work of pushing air in and out as if you're laughing out loud. Can we, are you doing it right now? (laughs) That smile is kind of creepy, Sarah. (laughs) I'm trying so (laughs) she literally looked like that that guy that claymation from wallace and gromit (laughs) it's hard because i just i'm so vocal Okay, anyway, you guys try it out there. Let us know how it goes for you. (laughs) We're never going to get through these. Okay, number five, stress-relieving laughter. Should I save some for another podcast? There's so many still. (laughs) You're half prepared. I am. Okay, persevere, persevere. (laughs) Number five, stress-relieving laughter, which I feel like laughter is inherently stress-relieving, but let's dive in. Let's face it, life can be tough sometimes. Whether you're on a tight deadline with the boss breathing down your neck or you're sitting in rush hour traffic and your car's AC is on the fritz, the end of the workday doesn't mean everything's peachy keen. Muscles still tight? It's a sign you're still carrying the stress of the day. 
Stress is one of the most important reasons to find something humorous. Laughter is, sure, is a sure cure for stress. Stress builds tension in the body, and that tension has to go somewhere, and usually it's in the muscles. So what do we do? Yes, you could get a massage, but, you, but have you ever considered a good laugh? Stress-relieving laughter can encompass, encompass <laughs> many forms, but it's usually found in an outburst, much like a belly laugh. All right, that one, yeah. Not the strongest one, bovine, not the strongest one. Oh, pigeon laughter. All right, number four, pigeon laughter. Say you're out for a walk with a friend when something falls from the sky. <laughs> what? Pigeon dropping. <laughs> what? Oh my God, I'm going to make it through this one. What? I don't know. It's funnier than getting pooped on. <laughs> Okay. Okay. You're splattered, but your friend is untouched. I have so many getting pooped on stories. Oh, this event is anything but funny to you. Yeah, your friend can't. I 100% will laugh at you after 10 minutes. Oh, God. Oh, I don't know if I can make it through. <laughs> Is this pigeon laughter? Question mark. <laughs> oh, God. Not quite. Unless your friend is laughing in a very specific way. <clears throat> I'm like legit crying. Oh, so funny. <laughs> okay. Get your shit together, Christina. <sighs> pigeon laughter, which is often practice. <laughs> <laughs> okay <clears throat> I'm not gonna look at you because I can't okay pigeon laughter which is often practiced in laughter therapy or laughter yoga involves laughing without opening your mouth <laughs> I have no idea what is related <laughs> but keep your lips sealed <laughs> Sarah's trying to do it. Keep your lips sealed. The laughter produces a humming noise, much like the noises pigeons make. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea if that's accurate. It's also been compared to the humming of bees, so if you're still angry at those darn pigeons for dropping poop on you, feel free to call it bees laughter. Oh, God. I could not get through number four, barely. <sighs> I think that's the hardest I've laughed at yet. <laughs> Getting pooped on. God, it's the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> Especially, like, when it's not you, obviously. And if it's in the hair, oh, God. And then they touch it because they're like, oh, wait, why did I get rained on? <laughs> Their hands all white. <laughs> okay. Oh, God, I know. <clears throat> okay, number three, <clears throat> snorting laughter. When you aren't actively trying to practice the art of silent laughter, odds are some kind of sound will occur when something strikes your funny bone. Most laughter is, after all, a string of vocal ha-has and ho-hos. <laughs> but what if you're doing one of the roughly 25% of women or 33% of men who laugh through their nose? Then you're a snorter. We all know that kid in elementary school, the one who blew milk out of his nose when the class clown cracked jokes in the cafeteria. You can guess his kind of laughter. If this is your kind of laughter, you're either blowing air out or sucking it in through your nose when you're laughing. There's nothing wrong with this, but you may want to drink and sips. Drink. You may wait, but you may want to drink and sips for those times when your friends try to catch you off guard with a new joke. I don't want to snort things through my nose. I think okay, we both know a snorter in our life. Yes. So we should give her a shout out. You know. That's Sarah with an H. <laughs> yes. Sarah Dorsey. Um, shout out to her. And also, do you know Parker Bennett is also a snorter? Oh, man. Uh, my sister-in-law, my famous sister-in-law, <laughs> snorts too. Does she really? She's going, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think Sean, my brother, calls it like her donkey laugh or something. <laughs> I've never been a snorter. I can't even, like, snort when I try. 
Yeah, I don't even know how to even try. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did it. Like a pig. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. Okay, number two, canned laughter. <clears throat> I have so much blood in my throat. Is that like a can of soup, but like you open it up and it's a laugh? Um, maybe. <laughs> Let's find out, shall we? We'll take memes on that, too. <laughs> We'll take any memes. Let's be honest. We're not picky. <laughs> okay. No. The next type of laughter on our list isn't something you can find at a grocery store aisle. Canned laughter is another term for what's commonly refer referred to as laugh track. Mm. Okay. Canned laughter is real laughter. It just happens to be laughter taken completely out of one context and placed into another. Because of laughter's social connection, television producers understand that placing canned laughter over the soundtrack to programming increases the chance of audience finding humor in the material, or at least laughing in response to it, which we already called earlier in, like, number two. Of course, or number six, or I don't even know. Okay. Of course, <laughs> the laughter has to sound genuine to the audience. Humans can quickly tell the difference between genuine and fake laughter. <clears throat> I wonder if you've recorded as opposed to podcast, you know, but if you recorded our laugh and like repurposed it on TV, if people would believe it was a real laugh. Oh my God. Do you think that's our second career where we just like <laughs> go into recording studios and laugh for them? <laughs> I would totally be down to do that. I'll genuinely laugh the shit out of that. Yeah. Okay, and our final one. Oh my god, I didn't think we'd make it to the end. This is called cruel laughter. So I feel like this is gonna be on that's so great note, but we'll see. You probably it's heard the cruel, some cruel laughter. <laughs> Leaving my hair on my own. <laughs> it's a cruel, cruel, cruel <laughs> laughter. <laughs> further we'll probably have to pay like royalties or something on the song <laughs> you've probably heard some motherly person say it isn't polite to laugh at other people's expenses that probably hasn't always stopped you though <laughs> let's face it whether you were a bully in school or the kids getting picked on you found yourself breaking this rule at some point like getting pooped on by a pigeon <laughs> We may think of cruel laughter as insensitive and out of touch today, but it's been around for a long time. In the late Middle Ages, for instance, there's a record of a resident buying a con condemned criminal from a different town just so they could enjoy quartering him themselves. I don't know what that means, but I guess just laughing at him. I'm reading it right, too, I swear. <laughs> I thought quartering someone was when you cut off their arms and legs. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they were laughing at the quartering of him. <laughs> that is morbid. That's like morbid laughter. That's not cruel laughter. Or were they maybe you might be right. Man, Middle Ages, they were some crazy bunch of people. Or is it when they put you like on that X thing? I don't know. Okay. Anyway. Well, anyway, let's Add to that derisive laughter place in ancient text. It appears several times in Homer's, uh, Homer's Elad and even in the Bible. That is not surprising. Oh, that's the end of it. Wow, that ended on not a great note. Yeah, couldn't they have gone the other direction? Yeah, I should have read it backwards. <laughs> but that's okay. You know, next time. I'll do better next time, Sarah, I swear. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, that definitely ended abruptly and on a weird note. But hey, we can't all be perfect. Are do you have another you don't have another story? No, but I can sing Les Poissons if you want again. Yeah, yeah, go for it. <laughs> he 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 ha 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 man. Uh, I do have a story about that. That is Whenever I'm really upset, Philippe sings that song to me. Oh, that is the most precious thing. That makes me want to throw up. 
<laughs> so Thank I actually you. know a lot of the words to lay <laughs> Oh, well, First, I, I cut off their heads. They don't care. <laughs> yes, they did. Oh, my God. Oh, um, well, thank you for tuning in to <laughs> Laughing with Gingers. A funny news or story podcast with two feisty redheads who happen to have the loudest laughs ever. Uh, and we share crazy stories to see who can make the other laugh louder. Follow us on Instagram at Laughing with Gingers. We'll post the photos that we talked about from the stories today and probably more other things that are random. <laughs> Hopefully the memes you're all sending us. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, you can submit your funny stories to us on Instagram too um, by either tagging us or sliding on into the DMs. Uh, either way, we're cool with whatever. Um, next week's topic is all about puns, which is obviously, as we know, my favorite. So feel free to send those our way. <laughs> You can also support us on Patreon and get access to all kinds of goodies there. We have different membership levels, so check us out at patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash laughing with gingers. Oh, yeah, and you can actually see the video of our podcast on there, um, which is super funny. And in case you didn't know, we are live to tape, so we do not edit our episodes. <laughs> That's far too much work. We're not into that. Um, we just immediately upload it from recording and it's online within like a very short period of time. And it's only like three bucks a month. So, you know, help a yeah. ginger out. Ah, help a Hashtag help a ginger out. <laughs> oh, man. We'll tune into Laughing with Gingers next week and we'll see who can make the other one laugh the loudest. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye, Sarah. Bye, Christina. <laughs>